91.3 KXCI Tucson. Real people, real radio. Hello, Tucson. We're so glad you're joining us today at 91.3 KXCI, your very own community radio. This is Kathy Harris with my co-host, Aspen Green, and we're bringing you Broad Perspectives Radio, a program by women, about women, but for everyone. And today we have Stacy Santa with us from Arizona Arts Live, which used to be UA Presents. She'll tell us why and how it has changed and talk about the upcoming season of shows. Aspen, tell us about Stacy. Okay. Stacy Santa started her Tucson life as UA Presents house manager in 2001 when she fell in love with the city and amazing people who are drawn to the presenting world, except for a six-year stint as director of a small arts council in Merced, California. Stacy has been with then UA Presents, now Arizona Arts Live, ever since, serving as managing director since 2019. Stacy loves sharing her life with her amazing partner and his son, taking on home projects with no advanced strategy, and regularly accepting the challenge of Tumamak Hill. Yay, Tumamak Hill. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to our show, Stacy. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is a pleasure, and it's something I've been wanting to do for a very long time. I first want to start with just talking about you. We always like to know about our guests. We always like to know where they came from and why they ended up in Tucson. So you're from Cleveland. What got you from Cleveland to Tucson? Coincidence, I guess. When I graduated with my undergrad, I was sort of a lost soul and wound up applying for VISTA. I really wanted to be working with flood victims on the Mississippi River. And so I got assigned to Pinal County, Arizona. It interests me that VISTA works the same way as the Peace Corps, because when I went in the Peace Corps, they said, what three countries would you like to go to? And I named three countries in Africa, and they sent me to Micronesia, the other yeah. side of the world. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as it should happen. I lived in what the locals pronounced as Casa Grande. So it's it's in my brain to call it Casa Grande and would vacation to Tucson and fell in love with the city. So when there was an opportunity to move back, I did. So did you have a background in performing arts? Was your degree in performing arts? No, but the local theater department sort of rescued my lost little soul in college. I probably should have been one of those students who took a year off after high school, but I didn't and really didn't have a place in college at all and happened upon the theater department who was looking for a house manager. I was desperate for a family away from home and they, as you can imagine, any uh, theater department would just took me in. And that's when I finally realized that I could have a career in the arts without being an actor or a singer or all the things we think of when we think of people in the arts and wound up piecing together part-time jobs in management until, again, I wound up back in Tucson with a permanent full-time job at UA Presents. Did you see yourself staying in Tucson? No. So it, it's quite different to vacation to Tucson than it is to live in Tucson. And so when I first moved here, I thought, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> my apartment didn't have air conditioning. My car didn't have air conditioning. It was August. <laughs> um, oh, that doesn't I just, sound good. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just thought, oh, this was a big mistake. 
So I thought that this days. last summer, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Same, right? So explain to us just a little bit about the house manager job. How different is the house manager job now with things so different in the world compared to when you were in that role in 2001 when it was UA Presents? Sure. I was pretty much the first full-time house manager that Centennial Hall had had previous to that. I think it was staffed by students. And so my big role in those first two years was really professionalizing the Usher program. So I really spent a, a great deal of time professionalizing that piece of it and really bringing customer service and the concept of accessibility to our front of house team. My first performance at Centennial Hall was on September 12th, 2001. So it was immediately clouded with 9-11 and security in large public spaces became a different conversation right away, which I thought changed a ticket holder's theater experience forever. I'm glad you've asked, you know, how has it evolved since then? The security issues have just continued to escalate and really put a tremendous amount of responsibility on the front of house staff and a tremendous amount of responsibility on the box office staff that's sitting right in those, those little windows. It's a completely different experience now working front of house and having that responsibility and making those decisions, you know, on behalf of everyone's safety and security, but also feeling of safety. And mm -hmm. what I love about Arizona Arts Live front of house staff now is that while they do have this intense responsibility, it's still always in the context of how do we make our guests feel welcome? How do we make our guests feel safe? How do we meet our guests' needs? That, that everyone has the same opportunity. So our team has really been able to hold on to that through some difficult times, not only mass shootings, but obviously COVID and so much has happened since 9-11 to change the face of security. I'm really proud of our team that they've upheld the care in that yeah. process. I just wanted to know what you think our listeners should know about the difference between UA Presents and Arizona Arts Live, and what should we be excited about this difference? You know, in some ways, to me, there isn't a difference. When I started at UA Presents, it was 2001. Ken Foster was the director at the time, and he'd been there, I think, for a couple of years and had really been pushing the envelope on what was presented in Tucson. Or One of his first performances was Angels in America, which was extremely controversial when it came out and really pushing the envelope UA Presents had been doing really safe work, and then he came right out of the gate with this mm -hmm. extremely shocking for its time piece, and maybe still shocking today, and really started to introduce Tucson to ideas and artists and experiences that they didn't have access to without leaving and going to Phoenix or San Diego, or maybe mm -hmm. having to go all the way to San Francisco, or obviously New York to experience. So when I came to UA Presents, it had that energy. We would sit in staff meetings and practice pronouncing the names of the artists who were coming because we'd never heard of them before. Do you know how hard it is to say Palabolus for the first time when you've never <laughs> said them before? <laughs> is Momix yep. a word or do you spell it out? Is it M-O-M-I-X or do you say the word Momix? We didn't I'd actually <laughs> like if we did that now. There's a lot of shows coming up that I'm having problems with pronouncing. And that's the parallel, right? Mm -hmm. I think over time, and for a lot of reasons, I think UA Presents programming started to rely on those same amazing artists coming back year after year. And so while we were always presenting world-class work, at some point, 
we lost that piece of bringing new experiences and bringing mm-hmm. surprise and wonder to the stage. There was a time where I was responsible for coordinating the programming for UA Presents, and it felt very formulaic, which was the best that I could do, not being a, an actual presenter myself. Certainly not what the spirit of UA Presents was when I started and what got me excited about wanting to learn how to pronounce palabolus and wanting to show up for shows that I didn't know and wasn't comfortable with and kind of mm-hmm. pushed my comfort level. I knew when we hired the right director that the only option was to embrace that spirit and get back into it. There are a lot of really amazing arts organizations who bring a lot of really amazing work to Tucson that's evolved over time. And we can rely on those organizations to do that for us. Now, I think the university's obligation is to push the envelope and to help people experience unexpected. We have the capacity to support that. And if we're not doing it, we're failing. I felt strongly that that would be obvious to any good director that that we would hire. I love that the tagline is experience the unexpected. It's fabulous. It's fun. I remember sitting around deciding what we were going to use, and that was a really Uh fun day. It's also fun when things go a little awry behind the scenes and we're like, well, we're experiencing unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was unexpected. (laughs) Yes. What is your role as managing director? I know it's a lot different than it was as a house manager. and Maybe you can explain that. Yes. You might know the difference between an artistic director and a finance director. And so in the org chart of Arizona Arts Live, our artistic director is called the executive director. Obviously, that's Chad Herzog. And the finance director would be called the managing director. And while I don't exclusively do finance, it's that side of the brain of the organization. It's the logistics, the paperwork, (laughs) the bureaucracy. It's marrying the artistic freedom and expression of that industry with the signatures and dotting the I's and crossing the T's from the bureaucracy of the university so that we can bring these experiences here. Okay. It's not the fun part. All right. So I do want to mention that Arizona Arts Live does some amazing interactive art installations that have been placed on campus in the last few years. And this year, it's spinning tops woven by Mexican artists called Los Trampos. Can you talk about those installations? Sure. They're quite simple this year, actually. I I love the simplicity of them. So your listeners might remember the swings from two years ago, the big red swings. They were so popular that every time I walked over to them, I could never get on one. I never got on one. Oh, no. Well, you needed to go at 3 (laughs) a.m. And then last year we had Impulse, also by the same company, which was the Teeter Totters. These tops are in some ways a much simpler installation and still interactive and still user driven. They're completely manual. There's nothing electronic about them. It's up to the user to have whatever experience they want to have on them, meaning they can go as fast or slow as they want as they're spinning on them. Of course, they're great photo ops. I can't wait to see everyone's selfies with all the beautiful color and texture around them. And they're really, you know, experience unexpected doesn't always mean be shocked 
or be challenged. Experience unexpected can mean walking down the mall and finding joy and having a moment of connecting with your childhood and then moving on for the rest of your day. And to me, that's what these are. They're just an opportunity to have a moment of joy. As a staff of Arizona Arts Live, we went over and did the teeter-totters. And it was Mm -hmm. like such a great thing to do as a staff. (laughs) Yeah, they were really fun. We're going to take our music break, which we love to do. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the upcoming shows that Arizona Arts Live has for this coming year. You can visit our website at ArizonaArtsLive.com, where you can buy tickets, you can read more about the shows, and you can also watch trailers and get an idea what some of the shows are going to be like. The song that Stacy has chosen is Closer to Fine by the Indigo Girls, which is just a fine, fine song. Do you want to tell us why you chose that song, Stacy? You know, I almost didn't because I imagine probably 20 to 40 percent of your guests probably do choose an Indigo Girls song. But I just recently saw the Indigo Girls film and was really moved by their commitment to the power of the arts and what they can bring to the world and the change that they've brought to communities that matter to them because of their commitment to the arts. They've always been inspirational to me, but um, at a completely different level. After hearing them describe themselves in their own words and hear their own struggles and hear their own doubt, And knowing that this is one of the first songs that I believe Emily wrote and hearing her still have insecurity about one of the most iconic songs in my personal history was really beautiful and vulnerable. My feelings about the Indigo Girls and this song in particular really align with what Arizona Arts Live is for me. Well, this song won the 1989 Grammy Award for Best Contemporary Folk Recording. It's a song about seeking, said Emily Salyer, the indigo girl who wrote it. She said, I searched here and I searched there. And if I just get a little bit of knowledge and wisdom from different sources, then I'm going to be closer to fine. I think it's also interesting to note that Closer to Fine is an important song in the movie Barbie. The song represents Barbie's physical, mental, and emotional journeys. So let's listen to Closer to Fine by the Indigo Girls from their album, Indigo Girls. 91.3 KXCI Tucson. That is such a great song. I love it so much. And now we're returning to our interview with Stacey Santa of Arizona Arts Live. So let's talk about some of the shows coming to Arizona Arts Live. A quote, an artist's duty is to reflect the times. That's by Nina Simone, and that's on the website of Las Cafeteras. And they were here in 2021 when we did pop-up shows all over town and then a show at the MSA Annex. It was a great time. It was so much fun. And this time it's coming to Centennial Hall. It's a very different show. It's called Hasta la Muerte, a production celebrating life and death. What can you share with us about this show? I am so excited to see Las Cafeteras again. Aspen, you know how beautiful the people themselves are. having gotten to spend time with them as mm-hmm. just human beings. And the way that they perform, the way that they are on stage is just so genuine and wonderful. And they're coming back in a completely different way. So I'm excited to get to experience Unexpected to see what they do with the story. Um, when we had them here in 2021, we saw them in a concert style. This time at Centennial Hall, we'll see them actually telling a story. They describe it as a musical adventure, which I also love, that is exploring the stages of grief and loss through the celebration of life and death. And 
Tucson certainly embraces the All Souls procession and the concept of celebrating death. And I think this will be a really beautiful way for us to come together as a community and share the story together. Mm-hmm. You know, I was amazed when I was reading about them that they have been together for over 40 years. They're not old enough for that. I, they don't look old <laughs> enough to me. Either. Were they babies? When they- <laughs> I, I don't know. So next, which is really intriguing, I think, we have manual cinema, Frankenstein. This is a retelling of the Frankenstein story, but what should we expect to be prepared to be amazed by? How does manual cinema transform the experience of coming to a cinema? So we presented manual cinema during COVID. They live streamed A Christmas Carol, and we were a part of that presentation And I remember watching them. So this was December of 2020. And I remember sitting in my living room, cozying up to watch yet another Zoom presentation of something. By now, we're all tired of it, right? And trying to get excited and, you know, lean into it. And this is my job and I should care. And I was mesmerized. I mean, in the first moment, I was transformed from this tired, woman sitting in her living room trying to suffer through another Zoom experience to having a magical artistic moment right there in my own home. I'm overjoyed that I get to see them in real life now, these years later. They are so simple. Their work is so simple and yet so precise. You'll see them creating the film on stage in real time. There are live musicians who will also be performing with the film. They use shadow puppetry in a way that is indescribable. Maybe some of your listeners have seen the remake of Candyman from maybe 2021 or so. It's a suspense film. They were in that too. They're just so simple. Some of your listeners may have also been to Demanche that we presented in the spring. And although they're quite different, If you were drawn by the kind of theater that Demanche presented and the way that they told the story, I think you will really embrace seeing manual cinema. And that we get to present Frankenstein right before Halloween is just also like... (laughs) That's ideal, yeah. (laughs) It's just so fun. We have a very different kind of puppetry coming with Amal Walks Across America. Little Amal is a 12-foot puppet on a journey. I'm so in love with this one. (laughs) What can you tell us? What opportunities do we have to walk with her around town? Knowing that we share a love for Tumamak Aspen, you'll be very happy to know that she's starting her time in Tucson on Tumamak Hill. Oh, I'll be Um, there. um, I I can't talk about it without crying. I I get so excited. She will be greeted by members of the Tohono O'odham Nation at Tumamak and start the day with a blessing. She'll be joining some children in a gallery on the south side of Tucson. The Children's Museum will be welcoming her that day. And um, of course, the University of Arizona will be welcoming her one at the Flandreau Center so she can meet some scientists and also at uh, the Fan Fiesta before the football game. So she's really going to have an opportunity to see a very wide breadth of Tucson and who we are and what we bring to the world. I'm really excited that she's going to be meeting some incredible women along the way, people that any 10-year-old girl can look up to, but certainly them all. Yeah, I'm very excited about this one. 
So I know you have some jazz shows coming up in the lineup and Arturo Sandoval, who's been with us before, and Emmett Cohen Trio and Louis Nash and the Soul Jazz All-Stars, Cecile McLaurin-Salvent. Can you tell us the relationship Arizona Arts Live has with the Tucson Jazz Festival? Because it's a very long history. It is. We've been partnering with the Tucson Jazz Festival for many years, and that partnership allows us to bring artists that we wouldn't necessarily be able to consider. I'm particularly excited about Cecile. She was slated to come to Centennial Hall in, I believe, March or April of 2020. I think she was the first artist that we had to cancel because of the pandemic, and to see her finally coming back to our stage is really healing for me and also she's such a powerful performer I mean you you can't miss Cecile if you have if you have any interest in jazz if you have any interest in powerful performance if you have any interest in life-changing experiences this is the one to come see I want to make sure that we tell our listeners about the website and the best way to purchase tickets I'm constantly having to redirect people to let them know that they need to go to the venue to avoid scalpers. So tell us a little bit about buying tickets for Arizona Arts Live. Thank you so much. And our box office thanks you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So anytime you're buying tickets anywhere to any event, anywhere in the world, go to the venue, click on the links directly from the venue. Make sure you're at the venue's website. After you do a search and you click on the link, look at what the address says in that bar and make sure it says what you're looking for. That will just be absolutely sure that you're not on a scalper's website. They're so good. They're so good at tricking you into thinking you're buying real tickets. It happens all the time. It happens for Broadway shows. It happens for our experiences. It doesn't matter. And the smartest people get fooled. So just always go directly to the venue, go directly to the presenter and click the links through there. Okay. And I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this, but out of all the shows coming this year, what would you say you're most excited about seeing? It's a, I think it's a toss up between Las Cafeteras and Frankenstein which are so close to each other. I'm glad I get them right away. I don't have to wait. <laughs> I feel like you're into Halloween <laughs> I may and be. Day I of the Dead. I don't know. I'm just, you know, they're, they're two artists that are new to me, thanks to Arizona Arts Live and thanks to the exciting programming that, that we are bringing. But they're both coming in such different ways than I'd seen them before that they're, it's like they're new again. Uh, right. So I'm really excited about that. I have to also say it's it's really touching for me that Kronos Quartet is spending their last year with us. 50th um, anniversary for them. 50th, 50th anniversary in their final touring season. They, I, I think they've been to Centennial Hall in the 90s. I first saw them, thanks to UA Presents, in 2004. And they've always been a cutting-edge, sort of controversial quartet And we're a part of that era when UA Presents was really bringing exciting, challenging work to Tucson. And to see them be a through line and have been with us so many times since and wanting to celebrate their last year with us is really special for me. I'm really, it's bittersweet to see them go and and I'm, I'm really grateful they'll be here. It's hard to believe that they'll go. I have a feeling like, you know how everybody has their final tour and then they have their final, final tour and then they have their last final tour. I don't know. Maybe they'll I'm be banking back. on that. 
Yeah, I'm thinking on that. All right. Well, we certainly (laughs) don't have the time to talk about all the other shows, but people need to go to the website and and look at all the different shows we have coming up. There's dance shows. There's even a show in Planetarium this year. But we're out of time. Am I correct, Kathy? Unfortunately, we are out of time for today. But Stacey Santa, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today to tell us about Arizona Arts Live. It sounds like a really great season coming up. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to all of you out there for being with us. And stay tuned because next up we have Boom Goddess Radio with Jennifer Davis Page. Have a great week and we'll see you next Sunday.